You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 39 on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wonton, or simply just Anton. And on today's episode, Joe Cab, moderator, uh, Denmark enormously tall human being, uh, joins the show um, to discuss Yena and Bibi. Um, you know, I think this is a great confluence of events, a great coming together of uh, two of Joe Cab's kind of favorite musicians or at least musical acts within K-pop. Um, you have the eyes one side of everything with Yena being the loud, uh, energetic, um, smiley, pardon the pun, um, side of things with K-pop. And then you have Bibi. Um, Joe Cab is an enormous fan of Vivi and her alluring, mysterious, uh, very sensual side of K-pop. Um, more on the K-R&B side, but definitely um, within the Korean entertainment sphere of influence. And um, kind of amazing that they're both great friends. And, you know, it's kind of great to bring both of those conversations um, into the show this week. Um, I think we did a nice job kind of bouncing off of each other and really just having fun with it. You know, we uh, kind of reflected on what the crew talked about this week, but really in the context of how the music came together and how um, entertainer appeal comes across and what that means for the general audience, as well as K-pop fans, as well as international fans, and kind of what that means from a broader scope of enjoying entertainment and kind of seeing the uh you know seeing entertainment on a bit of a deeper level but also enjoying things that are on the surface and kind of what that means for um you know this type of characterization and the character that both yena and bb bring to k-pop coming up my chat with jokab on the soju sessions Joining Soju Sessions and making his return to the show, um, a one, a very tall human being, uh, a wood maker, a wood craftsman, if you will, uh, an enormous eyes one fan, uh, enormous simp for BB. Uh, I too am a simp. Hello, hi, welcome. Um, the one and only moderator, Joe Cab. Welcome. Thank you, Crispy. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, it's great to have you. Um, I think this episode kind of encapsulates a lot. That I know about you, and uh, I think yeah. this is going to be a really fun time of bringing these <laughs> two worlds together. Um, just really quickly, what are your thoughts about you know? I mean, we know that Yena and BB are friends um, because of the show that they did, Girls High Mystery Class, right? Um, but you know, when you first saw them on the title um, when it was released, what did you first think about that collaboration, knowing who they are separately? I expected them to play into the role as oppositions of each other in a way like they did because they are so as polar opposite as they are you know so yeah yeah they to me i i didn't know them as as well as i do now um i just a, a week of consuming all all things yena and bb <laughs> and combined um and it's kind of Right. Amazing that their friendship is is so deep. Um, I kind I love it. Um, but when I first saw it, I I thought, oh, this is this is very uh, 
opposites attract type situation. Um, But it works out. I think it's just super fun. Um, Yena um, comes debuts. It's a debut. Um, I was going to say come back, but solo debut (laughs) with Smiley featuring BB. Um, They covered it on the main show this week. They had some amazing things to say. Let's go over kind of what the crew talked about. Um, Shout out to Anita. I hope you're feeling better um, and you're well. But Doug and Warren did have to... uh, hold down the fort and i think they did a nice job at least uh you know with the metaphors and um it was a it was a good week to have them on as the primary girl group stance as well yeah yeah it was nice that it worked out that way where three girl group songs um and then four i guess four girls four females to uh to really focus on um but let's go into it a little bit so doug did mention that this song does the best um of the eyes one spinoffs i would say um, to be on brand with the kid singing it. Yes. So, Yena, um, what did you think about Doug kind of framing it that way? I, I agreed with it. Uh, as I was listening to the main show, I was thinking, damn it, I wanted to have said that tonight here. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, yeah, I agree a lot with that statement. Um, this, this song, and especially music video, is Yena. Well, it'll take, take as me, I understand. Yeah, take me through it. So what's your history with Yena and Eyes One? Um, how did you, what was your first kind of impression about her? And, um, you know, what was your first, I guess, uh, feelings about her as a character, as an idol, as a person of entertainment? Right. Starting off with me and Eyes One, I was not a fan from the start. Um, I didn't, I, I guess I wasn't even really into K-pop when they weren't produced. Um, so I was a little bit late to the party and watched Produce 48 after I started standing them. Um, and my first impression of Vienna was she was too loud. Like I, I was kind of annoyed by her dealing the spotlight from the other kids or... But I, I guess she was just too young and uh, didn't quite understand what her role was, how to how to be. Um, but I've I've later grown to to love her. She's great. But yeah, first impression, a little bit loud. She can still be loud and in your face, but um, yeah. The duck, I guess, is what uh, what she's very much known for. Yeah. Um, I too was happy, happy. Yeah, happy. Um, I too was late to the the party. Um, I did not watch Produce Forty Eight, but I did like and enjoy Eyes One's music. Um, you know, throughout their their run. Right. Um, I I wasn't as embedded as as uh the folks on the server. I know that we have a very strong Eyes <laughs> One following. Uh, strong, putting it very yeah. lightly. Um, but but very much being um surrounded. Um, by eyes one content and material and kind of just that type of conversation and i i did grow to have uh, an affinity for them right just because you know you see a lot of positive um conversation around it through the ups and downs of the history of the group you know something's right. happened but i think the the group um gooded it out and um you know they they finished their run and i think you know, i think we look back and we're pretty we're pretty happy how it eventually turned out um but with that I mean- I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's done and it's over. And they, they had at least a, a, a year of pretty solid, consistent releases after the whole um, 
situation with them, uh, right? The rigging scandal. Yeah, yes. the rigging scandal. Um, but but they did have the the one year run after that where it's like, okay, it's still pretty solid. They're yeah. still getting music out and getting it out consistently um, and doing great numbers. I think they ultimately yeah. were one of the top selling groups of the past year and a half, which is again remarkable, yeah. right? Um, but to to Yena, um, I because I didn't know so much about her and Eyes One um, through their side content and just following them. This music mm. video, this presentation gave me everything I needed to know about Yena. Kind of quirky, kind of weird, mm. um, you know, plays in a number of different genres. And with the contrast of her being such good friends with BB, putting BB on this song really kind of goes to show the, the spectrum of um, ways that she's accepted in entertainment, right? Um, right. With the song itself, um, Warren did mention kind of the vocals um, and the happiness of the song. How did that all come off to you with the combination of the way she sings? Um, very sweet, um, but also mm. very, um, very bubbly and lively and just energetic. Because um, sometimes it could be a little too over the top um, in, in other cases. But in this case, to me, I felt like she did hit a nice balance. How do you feel like the yeah. cheese was played out, Rihanna? I, I think it was perfect. Um, piggyback writing off something you said, I, I agree this was a perfect introduction to Yena if you didn't know her before. Um, which might be the case for people coming to this uh, release from BB, which I guess is the case for some people, basically for you. Um, but yeah, the song and her vocals were nice like i i enjoy distinctive voices like i prefer it to be quirky over perfect um which is why i sometimes dislike uh, bts and hype and big hit and stuff like that because they overproduce the vocals and but that's a side note so yeah that's that's the main reason i like a lot of the soloists that I enjoy, like BB, because it's just right from the start. It's it's so obvious that this is this girl singing. It can be no other. There's no one like her. And I, I feel that way about her low register, Yena's low register. Um, and she can hit the some pretty good high notes as well. So that's uh, that's nice. I overall, she, she's a great performer. <laughs> what can I say? I want to kind of go off of what you said about um, the imperfections of singing and vocals and kind of letting that play out and that being a character within the character. Um, right. With BB's, uh, with BB and Yena specifically, they do it very differently, but you can tell that there's just a lot of um, theatrics in the way they sing. And I think with mm -hmm. that imperfection, it really allows that to kind of shine through. Um with Yena, I think the upper and lower register, how she plays between both of those spectrums is really unique. Um, because there's some times where I'm like, wow, she's really going for the Ariana Grande kind of breathiness. And then she kind of hits a little bit of a lower... Last chorus. Oh, right? The ad -libs. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of... I think it's, it's fairly unique in K-pop that she's allowed to have a little bit more creative freedom. Or at least the production team gave her a little bit more um, space to play in. No, right. using different metaphors. Um, but then with, with BB, I think she's characteristically known as the sexual 
sensual, alluring, mysterious person with um, with you know, kind of with lyrics that push the boundaries, um, but then also yeah. plays into it with with how she um makes herself appealing. Um, what did you think about her being not just the character contrast, but the visual contrast and the story contrast to Yena in this music video? How do I feel about it? Um, in all honesty, I, I, I just enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, I know some people said it was too much, the contrast was too stark, but to me it was just nice. It helped balance each other out and it made sense within the story. And yeah, it was well made, whoever came up with that. Yeah, Warren put it best. Um, it, they play with... Um the frowniness, the devilishness, um, and, you know, BB is just another layer of the three cheese pizza. So, uh, thank you, Warren, for a, a second, uh, a second, a second slice, a second piece of pizza for, for the month. Cause I think we've had two, um, kind of amazing cheese, uh, cheese pizza metaphors. Uh, sorry for the Chicago pizza lovers <laughs> out there. Um, I, right. I, I, I like my pizza thinner actually. So, uh, it, I, I kind of, s- I feel you, Warren, on that one. Um, but with BB, I think the sexy rapper with the duck, the Yenna duck, is just, it's just really fun. I think because I right. know BB, uh, and I have a vague understanding and um, a vague, I guess, of, of, a vague knowledge of, of Yenna and kind of what she's been known for, seeing it now kind of full um, in full force was, uh, was, I think, just a really fun package. I think, like you said, mm. being a person coming into it from the BB point of view, um, I think helps kind of expand what I hope and expect and, you know, what I can get from K-pop, I guess the fun out of K-pop. Right. Um, because right. I, I am coming at it from uh, a far less knowledgeable point of view and I'm very open to it. I think that is what's really important kind of fun of everything. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm just like really curious of how like these things happen. And I think it's just super fun when they do. Um, let's actually talk about BB for a second um, because you and I both love her quite a bit. Um, mm. Jokeb, what is your origin with BB? How'd you meet? And uh, you know, when did the love Ooh. affair first get started? I don't think I was a fan quite from her performances on the show The Fan. Um, but I remember watching all of those performances a lot quite early on. I think she she deb- debuted with her winning song. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been a fan of BB and kind of been it on my own on the server for quite a while until other people started picking her up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think I started watching her from a reaction video back when I watched a lot of K pop reaction videos. Like just a full playlist to just discover new stuff. That was kind of my entry into a lot of early K pop for me. Do you remember your the first yeah. song that stuck out to you? Um, that's definitely Blackpink. Do 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 do. Um, um, in K-pop overall, if you ask about BB, then no. Um, I I want to say Binu actually. 
Freaking Binu. Um, the just the visual of her <laughs> rubbing her hands together uh, will always be forever in my mind. Um, but yes, for for me, I think it was when we were hanging out in voice channel a lot, um, and I think you had played the Killing Voice for BB, and right. I, I just like I stopped, uh, I stopped functioning, and I said, "Guys, <laughs> I gotta go. Um, I, I got a thing. Uh, I gotta watch this performance video uh, thirty times now in a row." And uh, I had that on loop for weeks and weeks and months and months, and still have it on loop. And that was when I was introduced to BB. I think that was sometime in twenty twenty. So I was a little late to the party, definitely late, but I'm here and I'm definitely still at the party. I will be the last one to leave the party. I will continue to buy <laughs> shots. If you guys want shots, come over. I got you. No problem. Um, and from there, I just went down the rabbit hole of all BB songs. Just trying to see little snippets here and there of different things that she's in. Turns out she's very well known and well liked in Korea uh, across all demographics, across all variety, which is amazing. Um, I think. Yeah. In part, it's the the pushing the boundaries of R&B that the Korean public doesn't necessarily see all the time, but also the variety hosts and actors, comedians really know how to play and showcase with BB's character. And I think right. all of those things have uh, culminated in her just being a very well-received and well-liked person across um, Korean entertainment. Um, let's go over some of her songs. Um, she... I, so I'm going to group this as her trilogy of kind of disco retro songs at the end of 2021. Uh, we have The Weeknd, which is a vibey collaboration with 88 Rising. Hado, which is uh, kind of a summer playful song. And then Why, I think it's Why Why, um, with Tiger JK. And that is a pop kind of R&B song. Um, what do you think about these songs being her current trend um and if people are looking for bb bb's music is this a nice entry point for them i mean yes of course it's a good entry it's it's bb um i guess you might be surprised if this is what you know and you look up her older stuff because she, she has definitely changed um while still keeping the same Deepiness to her, her music and her character, but but yeah, now is a now is a perfect time to get into BB. I'd say. Yeah, I think the Eight Eight Rising collaboration was the most surprising for me because the song itself fit everything I know about BB, uh, but it does have a Western kind of polish to it, um, and it's something that's very accessible. Uh, I heard it. Mm. The entire weekend played just in the background uh, at the Head in the Clouds Festival. Um, that was amazing. But <laughs> I think people just ended up liking the song just because they heard it so much. Um, but again, it's just so accessible. With Pado, uh, I love the music video. Uh, the Mermaid. It's yeah. kind of incredible. What would you do <laughs> if you saw BB as a mermaid, Joe? Go ahead. Die? Probably. Would, would you Maybe. die because you drowned trying to uh, swim out to her? <laughs> does the details matter <laughs> with BB no it never really does right she really pushes your uh, imagination in a lot of ways um, but then let's get to kind of her album release her EP uh, Life is a Bee um, and uh, well you know to you like how is this kind of the um, more, more well known sound more familiar sound of what BB has done over the past um, few years um this 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 EP is 
a little weird in a way because she was in a bad mood for quite a while. She was sad. She was being, I, I guess, kind of cyberbullied actually. So this was kind of her reaction to all of that and the feelings that came from getting hate. Um, so, yeah, I, I I enjoy all the songs. I enjoy the feelings she portrays, but at the same time. When you force me to think about it, I, not so not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great point that this is kind of her reaction, her expression of you know being cyberbullied. Um, I think it's still very much a real thing that doesn't get talked about as often, you know, as as we would like to hope. Um, just because I think there is a cultural difference with how we in the West receive entertainment, um, whether that's just um, you know, a, tr- a translation, whether that's because it's a third third party point of view um we're not in korea um so it is very different for us but again i think it's um it, it did create kind of a nice next well not nice but it created an experience for her to artistically express herself um which this right. album is definitely th- this album i think is a really great um summary i don't i don't really like using that word but a really nice way to say this is what bb has been about prior to this year of uh, the pop songs that are very accessible, right? I think it's a little bit darker. It's edgy. It's weird. Um, she plays with a lot of different themes, but I think this is a little bit closer to what she initially did um, a few years ago. I think 2018, 19. Um, great album, yeah. by the way. I think a very a sleeper, one of the sleeper best albums, one of the sleeper, my favorite albums of last year, at least. Um, sure. Agreed. And with albums, um, you know, we're going to circle back, we're going to loop it back all the way to the wonderful, happy, smiley Yena. And let's talk, let's talk about Smiley, you know, the EP. Now we've got five tracks. We have uh, Before Anyone Else, Smiley featuring BB, Luck to You, Pretty Boys, and Vacay. Um, how did this album flow for you? How did it work for you, Jokab? Um, and what are your just big picture takeaways with how you felt about how it all came together? Regarding flow, first song is trash. Doesn't work with the rest of it. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, but really, before anyone else feels weird, and then the four others, it's nice. It works together. I feel like it, they're different, of course, but uh, close enough in uh, mood and tempo. And yeah, what about before anyone else didn't work for you? It. I, I want to say it feels Christmassy or wintry, and I I guess maybe Yehua wanted to debut Yena a month earlier, um, and something just didn't work out because I, I don't see how this song really makes sense mid January. It's, it's too late in the season. Yeah, I to, I didn't know that actually. Um, I think they did mention that at, in the show at some point that Yena was supposed to debut sooner, if I'm not mistaken. Someone, someone had mentioned know. it because that does sound very familiar. Um, whether it's on the server, um, shout out to you, uh, Yena Ison fans. Right. Hello, thank you. <laughs> um, but, but but I mean, when you have a song, might as well put it on the the album. But yeah. but at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, um, all, all valid. Other than that, I feel like all the songs are quality. I like them. They're different genres. So if you like those 
I, I assume you'd like these songs. Um, but it feels like a sampler or like uh, Yehua testing uh, Yana's fans. Like, what, what do they actually like? What do we want to continue uh, out of these five different moods? Would you say and it's so, a, a buffet? Sure. <laughs> a buffet of cheese. <laughs> Warren has seeped into our, our psyche. Thank you, Warren. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, to kind of go yeah. into like what you said about the, the songs and how they're all a bit, bit different. Um, I do feel like the first song is the most different because it is a very mellow R&B song. Um, I think now that you say it, Christmas does definitely um, come to mind for me. Um, but I was kind of comparing it to how Ariana Grande would start an album. Um, mm. not, not to say that they sing the same, but it's the same where... Um, it's very vocal presence heavy. It's very mellow, very light. It's almost like an introduction song. Um, but I think because the song right. is a full song, it did catch people a little off guard. Or at least to me, I can see why hearing this song as a three-minute song, followed by four other songs that are very high energy, high tempo, it is a bit jarring. Um, but I do feel like it does capture... The song in and of itself, in a vacuum, does capture the study of romance very nicely. And pushes that theme forward in a lot of different ways. Um, perhaps maybe style-wise is a little bit too different, but I think the themes and the lyrics and um, the way that her, her, the way that she goes between her, her vocal registers is very similar to how the other songs played out as well. Um, and then we did talk about Smiley a bit. Um, how do you feel like Smiley fits in as the number two song on the album? I feel like I feel like that's common. If you have a small album, a mini, I guess you could say, you have the title track as the number two, and it's not really supposed to be in order. Like it's not you. You can scrubble. Wow, you can shuffle <laughs> this play, uh, album quite easily without really missing anything. I don't feel like this album was intended to be listen to in this specific order you can scroll it too on last fm if you'd like um we do i often. have been doing yeah um uh, but that's a good point right because i think it does play into you can jump around between songs um there is an order to the songs but i don't feel like you have to listen to it in that specific order it does tell a narrative but it's not a strict narrative right um i think mm. it's it's one of those where you you can you can take and leave have the songs in order or you can just listen to your favorite songs i think that's kind of the beauty of this ep um right. let's let's go into a little bit more detail about the other three songs on the album so the, the number three track luck to you um luck spelled l-x-x-k so a little bit of yeah. a, an edginess to it what did you think about the <laughs> upbeat pop rock sound of the song this was probably my favorite of the album um because of the rock elements, yeah, something something just worked. Like she was scary good at portraying these feelings. Um, I saw somewhere I don't remember where uh, people saying this is this is worryingly well portrayed by her. Like who hurt her? What happened? <laughs> where did these feelings come from, poor Yena? Um, so yeah, that was kind of funny. Um, also, 
she did a stage for this at her debut show. Loved it. It was great. She's always great on the stage. It was, and um, she she kind of had the BB dot on her cheek, but as a sad smiley. I found that kind of funny. How there's a connection there as well. It, it it's actually so cool that like so much of BB's personality and their friendship have now like melded into this like artistic expression of I'm gonna do all the weird BB stuff in my way. In my like happy Yena, like kind of playful, but now a little bit gritty way. Um, because I don't I wouldn't say the song is gritty, but the song lyrically definitely tells you that she she is she's done with you. Uh good luck to you, sir. Uh I'm not gonna waste my time with you anymore. Um very uh self-empowered, but like uh, it's a breakup, but it's only a bad breakup to you. Cause she is very happy right. with uh moving forward. Um, yes, I echo everything you say about just um, the energy of the song, the the guitar, excuse me, guitar and drum um, kind of being the the underlying um, kind of instruments throughout. Um, and I think it's a nice, well, because Smiley is already kind of upbeat, but I think it's a nice way to maintain the tempo of the album with a different genre. And I think, like you said, still playing with um, this idea of, hey, Yenna fans, what do you like? You like um, the Smiley... <laughs> western pop song or you want the upbeat kind of edgier lyrically but still pop rockiness of uh, luck to you um and i think it's it's really interesting that you say that she plays into um the role of moving on from a relationship really well and it also makes me question it's like who did her to her <laughs> but i think she's also just be I just want this banding and her being able to portray those feelings into a relationship kind of thing. Joke had with the metaphors. Yeah. Deep. Love it. I feel it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's move on to number four with Pretty Boys. Uh, this is an upbeat disco synth inspired track. So again, another genre shift. Um, how do you feel like right. this song now being the fourth song and another genre shift um, played out for you? within the context of the album. I feel like, I, I don't know if it's a slower song, but it feels slower or more down-tempo, mellowed out um, than a lot of the rest of the album. Um, other than the quite upbeat la-da-dee-dee-da-dee-da or something like that <laughs> part. Um, and I like her... Attitude, I guess, in the rap part. Um, but other than those two fun elements, this this is kind of a meh song for me. Which is funny because I saw a lot of people like it actually. So yeah, no, I I think what you said about it playing into different waves of emotions is interesting, right? Where it's a disco upbeat song. But it has definitely values, right? But then it peaks again into very like, characteristic K-pop tropes, um, with mm. the chorus going at the that a Okay, I I wrote it down. I'm not gonna. I'm not singing it. I'm not singing it. Go listen to it. It's amazing. Um, and then I think what really like drives it home as this being kind of a cheese K-pop song, probably a little too cheesy for me, uh, is the lyrics. I think it's "Oh kitty, kitty" with sweet words. Is the translation for the uh, right. bridge? <laughs> because when I heard it, I was like, "This this sounds like it's super cheesy," 
And so I went into the lyrics and I saw it. I was like, yep. Yeah, okay. Sick. Um, Never look up K-pop lyrics. Yeah. It's always cheesy, cringy. <laughs> but there are certain Not songs where you, you feel like when you hear it, it's like, oh, okay, it works. It works. But then with mm. the Pretty Boys, I... I felt it. I felt like oh, there's there's going to be some <laughs> level of cheese to this um, because not only is she saying um, you know toxic relationships and you know not being fooled by what's outside, but she's essentially saying because they're pretty boys. That's not something you usually say in Western culture, you know. Um, that's something typical, right? You say like handsome or um, what? What other like characteristics of or um, adjectives are used? Just like. You know, the, the toxic masculine type of thing, right? You wouldn't necessarily right. say pretty as a, a precursor to something to look out for or to watch out for. Um, but yes, I think right. this song um, is a nice sampler, like you said, of upbeat disco synth retro. I liked it initially, but I do feel like I like other songs on the album more. Right. Um, I think just having listened it's, to uh, it a lot. It's one just of like, the songs... It's one of the songs you grow tired of first, I feel like. Yeah. I think the, the initial newness was exciting, but then having listened to it a number of times, I do find myself liking Smiley and Lock to You far more. Um, mm. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to track number five um, with Vacay. Um, so interesting that you said that Pretty Boys was a disco song that had its valleys. I think Vacay is a disco song that is muted completely. And very similarly to how Warren described Muta Disco. So this is not like a negative towards it, but I think this is a different take on disco in the sense that you don't have the high big crescendos of K-pop, but you keep everything kind of at a vibe, at a minimal. Just right, like right, right. Disco, right? Um, how did this song work for you? I liked it a lot. Um, uh, generally, I like rock and funk elements in k-pop quite a lot and this had the funk um something about a bass line was just nice um and i liked how choppy the vocals were in the chorus like the way the way she sang it just forces you to bob your head along to it if you know what i mean yeah so that's that's yeah, no, I, I want to punch, go into that. Well, I was going to say what I was going to say. Um, so the choppiness, I loved it. Um, it felt like the instruments complemented her singing in a way where it like punched every lyric. Right. And it's like, oh, this is super fun. Um, but then also the, the song itself is, is very mellow. Um, and then the funk um, was really like threaded throughout the song. Um, so a really nice um, kind of balance between all the different styles in the song. And I think it does play into disco a little better than pretty boys where I think pretty boys is still in very much the K-pop realm of disco. This is kind of in a different realm. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying different things now, but yes, VK, very fun, very, mellow, very chill, a uh, very nice end cap to the EP. I think is also yeah. important, right? Because you do want to kind of end it in a, um, in a different mental space than you would just a high energy crescendo, right? I think this is a nice way to kind of think we're going on vacation now and we're going to just chill and relax and uh, enjoy our time with Yenna. Uh, mm. Yeah. Any closing thoughts on the EP and how it all worked for you? Um, only thing 
in mind would be maybe talking about the music video a little bit more and asking you if you think there's like a story to it other than just them having fun. Yeah, yeah, no, no. If you if you know what I mean. Yeah, um... because it feels quite like like I want I don't want to say superficial, but it it doesn't feel very deep. Like it's just Yena is making people happy at this diner. Bibi is making them sad again. So Yena is defeated and in the snow. But then the little boy gives her her microphone back and she comes back as a rock star. That's like the five main elements of the music video, right? And I was thinking, that's that's so silly. Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, until I realized that the little boy helping her is probably a metaphor for her fans and how she will do what she can to make people happy, especially her fans, but will need a little bit in return when times are tough. So I like that a lot. Yeah, no, you, you capture that really excellently, I'd say. I think with K-pop, you do want a visual product, whether that's the music video or uh, any visual things that accompany it, to be fairly simple for those who just want to consume it on the surface, right? And I think this right. is a nice job of doing that. Um, again, it goes into introducing Yenna to a brand new audience. And I think we immediately know she's just this weird, quirky, bubbly person um, <laughs> who, yep. you know, shout out to the choreography also, because they do a lot of uh, mic stand choreography, uh, very Western right. pop, Demi Lovato, uh, Miley Cyrus. To me, it works because I think she plays into the bit a, bit, a little bit really well. Um, but I think the deeper levels that you kind of went into um are are very much i think are very much part of yena as well because of the history that we know about her um that i was enlightened to this week um of her past um her having lymphoma i believe as a child um and you know kind of seeing every day as a gift you know understanding that you have good days you have bad days but it's really up to you um and the only thing that you have control over is your agency to respond to your environment with those bad days, right? I think it's very easy to get into the trappings of um, being pouty and kind of being what BB represents and then <laughs> having that negativity affect everyone else around you, right? Um, or yeah. you can kind of be like Yena and say, you know, life life is ups and downs. You know, she goes to the diner and she sees people in conflict, a lot of friction, but she does what she can to have a net positive effect on their experience, whatever it is, right? But then it flips. Um, and I think this is a nice visual cue. It's that the um, you're seeing her through screens throughout different parts of the music video, right? Yeah, there's so, a lot of CCTVs. Yeah, and, so it's, it's yeah. the audience seeing her through a screen, right? So it's what we see of her. And then when it kind of pulls into her own reality, into her own point of view, um, yes, she can be very up and happy as often as she can, but she is human, and sometimes the snow will drag her down, and she needs a moment to kind of reflect and think about why she's doing all this. And I think what you said about the kid being the um, the analog for us as fans um, is very pointed, and I think it's uh, it's very cute, right? Because it's all done in this way where it's a very fun visual presentation. It's not super heavy. It's not super dark. Um, I think a nice comparison this week is the Taeyeon song. 
you know, great mm. song, great music video, a little dark, a little heavy. This very light, but I think also has a very similar theme of um, looking beyond what you see on the screen. And even if someone's presenting themselves as very happy, very um, full of energy, full of life, that they can be bogged down sometimes. And they kind of just need that reminder to be picked up. And she is acknowledging that as much as she wants to give to her fans, her fans give her a lot in return. Yeah, I think a lot of layers, but again, it's what you take from it. You know, you don't necessarily have to see all these layers. I think it's just super fun to begin with. Um, but I think sure. you starting off and saying that there are metaphors to this um, really helps frame it for me um, and kind of seeing the depths of what Yena um, has actually offered us in this one release. And I, and I kind of love it. And I am a fan. Definitely. Nice. So um, I'd like to thank you for um, not only introducing BB, but now uh, expanding that and, um, you know, giving me this extra layer of uh, Yena energy to kind of go into my life. I don't, what is happening? K-pop is fun. <laughs> we love K-pop. We have a good time here. All right. Um, Joe Cab, you know, let's get into some closing thoughts. You know, I haven't talked to you since I think maybe November. We did, we did Wiki Mickey. Um, we, we love them. Um, Yoo Jung is very cute. Doyan, I think, all right. is all healed up now, but her promotions are over, so hopefully she just does something else. How have you been since then? I mean, I, I was going to say good, but I was sick for five days of last week, so I guess maybe not. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm over that. I'm fine again. It wasn't COVID, so lucky me. Just a normal old boring virus or something it's the normal yeah. normal flu you know yeah how boring yeah oh, geez <laughs> who even are you are you even are you, are you even sick um no but not even the newest model what is this <laughs> you're, you're getting last year's trend i don't know what we're saying anymore uh but yes i'm glad to hear that you're feeling better um that it was only a minor Thank flu you. because it does feel like this omicron is getting everyone which is kind but of wild. I I heard Omicron isn't affecting people's taste buds as much, so I'm not as scared because not being able to taste my food, that's worse than losing an arm. Low key. <laughs> I I feel that sounds so boring. I, I feel that pain. Um, I mean, it's very on brand with us, considering we use food metaphors right. all the time. Imagine Warren not not saying Warren. Sorry, not saying that you should get Omicron, <laughs> but imagine you losing your taste buds. How would your metaphors work? Would that psychologically affect your ability to come up with these amazing metaphors? Are we no longer going to have Chicago deep dish pizza cancellations? What is happening? Um, but yes, I, I I that is a very curious thought. If uh, Warren ever lost his taste buds, not from COVID. Just if you lost them naturally, I, I would be very sad for you as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. How's your How's your New Year? How's uh, you know going? Well, you know, I think we're past New Year's far enough. But how has the start of your year gone for you? Um, and kind of what's your outlook so far? You know, we're about a month into the year now, so I mean, I think we're we're That's crazy slowly getting through twenty twenty two. Right. Uh, right before New Year's, I was in school for a little bit, for a couple months, I guess, and now I'm back 
uh, working at my firm. So that's kind of a stock, uh, stock contrast. Um, and honestly, I just kind of want it to be spring now, because working outside in the mud and the snow, uh, I could do without it. So, yeah, not, not, not too big on the new year. It hasn't really started for me, if that makes sense. Still very much winter. And December, yeah. January is essentially one long month. I feel that. Um, for me, you know, we're, it's, it's January 19th, but it, it does feel a little slow. I'm, I'm grateful. I hope it slows down. I hope right. it slows down more in the sense that I don't want the year to go by too fast, but I want, and this is me being extremely selfish, I understand, it to be an ideal time of the year, so like spring, like you said, but then that's just stop. It's no more right. year. <laughs> like, give me sunshine, give me relatively warm weather that's not too hot, and just stop right there. God, I am very big. I am very selfish, and just yeah, I'm that that I, that that it will never happen. I know it's all about a point of view, but um, that's where I'm at. Um, as far as I guess, my- if you move a lot. Mm. North and south all the time. It'll be kind of springy all the time. That's very true. Possibly. <laughs> um, it's funny that you bring that up because I have a lot of millennial friends and just people on the internet. Um, it, right. It's become a very big trend that because people have been remote working over the past year, year and a half, that they have just been nomads. And that sounds oh cool. Not not like van nomads, but like people will do their job, whatever it is that's remote, and then just live in a different state, different country, but then just have to wake up at working hours at wherever they, they need to do. So it might be rough with time zones, yeah. Yeah. So if your company is like in California, but then you move to New Zealand for three months, um, I mean, I guess it's a sacrifice to live in New Zealand for three months, but uh, yeah. something to adjust to for sure. Um, yeah, it's, uh, maybe, maybe I would do that. I don't, I don't know. It all depends on the type of work. Um, a lot of the jobs right now are opening up to hybrid for, um, a lot of California, like office jobs where right. you know, they assign you a computer, you work three days at home, two days in the office. Um, and I think as soon as, well, when Omicron calms down, people get less sick. I think that's actually going to be the, uh, the plan beginning february march for a lot of companies um and then right. showing proof of vaccination is is uh is a must yeah um yeah that sounds like offices here as well and the the hybrid stuff because of course people want to pay less rent uh, for smaller offices and if you have less people in at all times uh, yeah um but you can do a lot of your work from home and sometimes even even better than from the office. Yeah. I know it's not the case for some people. Uh, Therese on the server has been complaining about working from home. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, it all depends on circumstance situation. Um, I think me personally, I don't like... Oh, I like not having to travel uh, to commute to, to work. Right. Um, but I also like the idea of having a a specialized focused place to work which is like an office a desk right Uh, a work around that has been for many people to set up an office 
somewhere else in the house, like not your gaming or K-pop computer that you're at right now, but like an actual office setting somewhere else without Avatar The Last Airbender behind you and all those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, people have 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 set up like their garages, um, guest rooms, right. different places. Um, in in the Bay Area, there are dedicated workspaces that you could rent out, like a desk, um, for a right. certain number of uh, hours in a month. I looked them up. Um, some of them are quite expensive because I guess they assume that every tech person is a six figure engineer. It's like okay, cool. Um. <laughs> but it really just depends like you have to like search around um and but i do also feel like those high prices are for um for people who work in startups who just have i mean not like a lot of capital but essentially can like bill that to whoever's funding them i i don't right. i don't know if i just made any sense there i might have just butchered everything i just said i i, I get the gist of it <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think there there are some workarounds to uh working from home um yeah, I think it's. I think it's just overall nice to just be outside. Yeah, I, I think. I think it's. I, I think we all just need to be outside a little bit more. Yeah, it's my thing. Yeah. Uh, I've been. I've been out in nature a lot, you know, hiking, seeing the world. Um, I think that's helped my just uh, my time on the internet be more purposeful and uh, joyful. I think when I am on Discord and the internet, I find a lot of happiness on there because um, I'm right making a clear separation of this is my life on discord, but I also am outside and seeing the world and seeing people again, um, safely, thankfully. And I think I'm able to better enjoy, um, whether it's K-pop video games, movies, um, things that are like technology, technology based because I'm able to, um, you know, balance that out. I think that's it's been really helpful over the past couple of months, even in December. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Jokab, any any closing thoughts? Any uh, words of wisdom you like to give to the Soja um, Talk Nation? A, a, a little bit of a flex, I guess. Um, actually, since this is the the Yana episode, I believe I have a signed album by her. <laughs> you might as well have given her a hug. You might as well have talked to her face to face, essentially. <sighs> right, right. That's how signed albums work. Yes. Yeah, you have uh, something that she physically interacted with, and that she essentially hand gave you. Can't see my hands in the shot. Honestly, I kind of think it was an intern that wrote it, but you know, head cannon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a great flex. Which album is it? One reeler. Nice. The panorama album, I guess you could call it. Should take a pen. Okay, I'm not going to sing. Uh, I, I, I have a bad habit of doing that where it's like I want to sing something, but that I know that it sounds excruciatingly uh, jarring and bad. So, yeah. Right. I mean, you're the editor of this podcast, right? So you can just put in the original and like yeah that's me guys i'm so good totally yeah it's always <laughs> yeah yana uh, joy yuri hear my voice hear hear all the things but no um no I, this is a radio show you know we don't edit here we just let it we let it ride um that's yeah that's kind of the fun that i have with this show is um you know we're still recording we're just gonna keep this going my 
like fan, like big picture dream is that you know we have a studio and we run this like a radio show. That's how I would love it to be. Um, you know, right. if if we could do like a Soju Talk Studios, I would move to New York. I would move to the East Coast wherever you're at, Warren. I'll follow you. Um, you know, you guys do the right. main show, and then I'll hop on afterwards. I'll do like another show, an after show, like Dive Studios. You know, we'll we'll do something similar to that. But I I love the idea of it being a radio show um, where. You, you get to improv you prep you prep what you can but then you don't edit you just let it ride i think that's super right. fun too um and a little then, bit of a bummer there's nine thousand five hundred kilometers between the two of us so i might not be able to come might being the key <laughs> word no um, right the future is always in motion you never know no what if what if uh, something happens and you get Sponsored something something I don't know what I'm saying anymore. If I go on a vacation, vacation. to California, if you go on a vacay, right? Sure. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Um, well, yes. To be fair, Dive Studios has a Korea office and a LA studio, so there nice. you go. Yeah. Um, speaking of Dive both Studios, both are equally far away from me in the middle, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> very true um we're, we're gonna end it on this uh i have been following all of ashley's things i just want to say to you all i i rarely comment on anything that an idol posts whether that's their instagram or their youtube because i just don't right? right for some reason i saw this these pictures that she actually put up of uh jeju island jejudo and i just commented oh is this where you're quarantined with the exclamation and question marks Within the hour, she replies back, no, haha, I wish. And I was like, oh my God, she's talking to me. <laughs> oh my God, guys. It's like, I know Ashley. It's like, I, it's just, we're just texting now. Oh my God. It's like, we're friends. I freaked out. I, I yeah. died. I, I could not function for, it was in the evening. It was like 5 p.m. The entire rest of the <laughs> night, I was done. Um, I posted the screenshot of it, guys, on uh, the Discord. It is in Hall of Spice, thanks to Therese for starting that crown. I, I honestly don't know any. I didn't know anything at that point. My brain. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. So, uh, Ashley, if, if you ever hear this, just know you're welcome. Maybe not to the small show, the, the after show, but, you know, the Soju Talk. K-pop podcast has a pretty wide international audience. I'm sure a lot of your fans would appreciate what they have to say. Doug Warren and Anita are excellent hosts. They uh, can give you some insights into how they grew up with K-pop as well as uh, you know how they saw Ladies Code and in in your music and your influence. I'm selling Ashley. I don't know if she'll ever hear this, but <laughs> whew, man, I just I just feel a kind of way. You know, I mean, Ashley's just one of those. Uh, those influencers, entertainers, former idols that I just, uh, I just love and adore. Anyways, right. anyone like that for you? Not in the same way. I don't think. No. <laughs> ask. <laughs> All right. Joe This was a pleasure. This was an excellent time. I really Indeed, appreciate you, uh, you coming on. It's always fun just hanging out and kicking it with you. So, you know, um let's sign out let's get out of here thank you <laughs> everyone for listening to the soju sessions on the soju talk nation k-pop podcast feed 
Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-Pop Podcast Discord. For Joe Cab, this is Crispy, and this has been the Soju Sessions.